Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. I'll pre-record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Let's get another week of the Super Talk Eagle Hour started around the state of Mississippi. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. This is Bob Getty. I've got Kelly Sander and the super intern, Nathan Lee. We're right here in the Southern Bank Corps studio in Oak Grove. I've got David Eckert from Hattiesburg American about to join us. I want to thank everybody for tuning in every day. I want to thank Southern Bank Corps for hosting our studio and say hello to our good friends at Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Encourage you to take your family down there this week. It will be delicious. How about a Thursday catering event for a Thursday afternoon homecoming at Dickie's? Get it set up. Call Kelly and I, and we'll come over and join you. Is that right, Sander? You better you better order a little extra if I'm coming over because <laughs> it, it takes me a while to determine you know if it's good or not. Well, the Golden Eagles uh, win again, a game I was never worried. I'm sure you guys never were either, right? <laughs> you know, when when they scored the, the touchdown there toward with a minute and a half or so left in the game, you hear all the internet, you see all the internet yeah. trolls, typical Southern Miss, you know, yeah. this, this is a different deal now. This is oh, a whole yeah. different ball game. My wife uh, is sitting on the couch, David, watching the game, and she, you could just see her whole face drop when they scored that touchdown. And all she could say was just, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And uh, and then they come back. Pretty exciting stuff, right, David Eckert? Yeah, it was uh, – I'll tell you what, I was I was saying, oh, my God, as well, because I had to rewrite my game story about five different times in the last few minutes. But, uh, you know, I, I was it was an awesome game. Um, just the way that the two defenses played in, in the uh, – you know, for the first 58 minutes for – the final two minutes to turn out the way that they did was ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, uh, certainly one that gets the heart going, no doubt about it, man. All right, Kelly, I go way back, as you know. I took a little heat earlier this year from a very prominent member of the football staff, I would say very prominent, <laughs> about saying, uh, don't say nasty bunch to me again. But I'm going to tell you guys, that was a nasty bunch performance. That took me back to the Jeff Bauer days of defense. It was incredible. Minus six yards rushing is what Texas State had at the end of the game. It's almost as if the Eagles absolutely knew what was coming. Mm-hmm. Right? And they were good to begin with on the defensive ball. You know, on the touchdown that they scored, there were about a minute and a half. Malik Shorts looked like tried to go for the pick. You know, that's one of those things, either or, went for the pick if he did. Missed it, of course, then the guy goes. But, but the thing that you, that you – Eagle fans, this team doesn't quit. I don't care if they don't come back and win ballgames. They don't quit. 
And the fact that they that with a young quarterback, they march down the field, you know, get the game-winning touchdown. And remember, they're winning these games with pr- primarily freshmen and sophomores, mm. right? So now they're ahead of the schedule. They got a four and three record now. The second, second, for all practical purposes, Troy controls its own destiny in the West. But still, now for the Eagles with with the Cajuns coming in here this weekend, I mean. Man, you got to give them a lot. They just do not quit, these kids. No, you know, David, there are two stats that jump out at me, and I think those signal winning when you do that. Uh, as I just mentioned, your defense holds your opponent to a minus six yards rushing while you rush for 167 yards. That's a winning combination. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, you know, and, and we've talked about it, I think, on here, right? Like, they've got to be able to run the ball. And – that was an issue um, and, and has continued to be an issue. But you look at Frank Gore, 20 for 91, um, that's fine. That's a, that's a perfectly adequate day for Frank Gore Jr. It, it gets, um, you know, it moves the chains. It, it helps you keep the football, which is something uh, Coach Hall highlighted today, 30, 34 minutes of possession for Southern Miss. And, you know, it, it helps you keep the opposing defense from, from teeing off on Zach Wilkie a little bit. So, uh, really important development there, I thought. Um, and then, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, what what can you say, right? Uh, 12 tackles for loss. Um, I think at one point, I think at halftime, Texas, Texas State had like 99 yards of total offense and more than half of their plays had gone for negative yardage. Um, yeah. You know, it's just a ridiculous defensive performance. Um, yeah. You know, it was... Almost, I, I would say, a, a historic defensive performance until that big touchdown there. But, yeah, just, just an outstanding day um, on the ground on, on both sides of the ball. Uh, Kelly, 12 tackles for loss. That's exactly what the Nasty Bunch did. They swarm to the football. It's, it's Again, they, they were really good. And it all starts on that defensive line. I know you had a chance to talk to Quentin Bivens um, earlier this morning that we'll get to at some point uh, during the show or, or, or maybe this week. But Tomorrow. Yeah, it, it all starts up there. But then, you know, th- and by the defensive line doing its job, it allows those linebackers to come up and, and make tackles. And Central Latham continues to play well. Avery Hobbes came up with some big tackles, you know, when he needed right. to. Um, the only thing that, that's still a little bit puzzling to me, and I, and I just think it's youth still, is some of the questionable passes that Zach Wilkie yeah, is making. That's right. You've got to clean that up, don't you, David? I mean, look, he, he made the big play at the end of the game, and I recognize he's a freshman, so I don't want to sound too critical, but some ugly interceptions. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the first one, his arm got hit as he threw it. That's tough. But the other two turnovers, um, specifically I think the fumble, there in the fourth quarter where, you know, you're in field goal range, you kick the field goal, the game's pretty much over, right? Um, you know, I, I mean, three turnovers again. Um, I keep saying that they cannot continue to turn the ball over like this. They hope to win football games, and they continue to win football games anyway. So maybe I'm just got my foot in, got my foot in my mouth. I don't know. I still believe that if they continue to give the ball away three, four times every game, that it's going to catch up to them, and they've got to get that solved. Um, but, yeah, um, look, he's learning. You know, you guys have heard all, like, the freshman quarterback cliches. I'm not going to recycle all of them. Um, but, yeah, they, they, they need the turnover prevention aspect of this to 
um, catch on pretty quick, I think. The, the reason you're still able to win football games is because one thing you can't predict necessarily is that your defense is going to be stifling. I mean, they yep. just had no answer for anything for Southern's no. defense at all. No. So it is this defense that is still carrying this team. The offense is slowly getting better, and it certainly was a better performance Saturday. But man, you just you can't expect your defense to go out there and give up negative. Give up. I'm, you didn't give up anything on the ground. Minus six yards. Uh, Kelly, does it kind of remind you of a baseball team that we follow very closely that just has stifling pitching? And even in games when they can't score many runs, they win one to nothing. And you don't have to. You don't have to score a lot of points. You know, I, mean, I think Joe Burrow was even saying yesterday in Cincinnati's win. Look, if we can put up twenty five points, we're good. You know, because our defense is good enough. And this Southern Miss defense, man, I, I'm running out of adjectives for them, David, as to how good they are as a unit. You know, I'm actually I'm going to write about it in my column this week. Um, but something that I thought was very telling, and this was this was after the Troy game. Right. Um, you know, that's a game where, again, I feel like Southern Miss's defense was tremendous. And, you know, the offense gave it away four times and they lost the game. Right. Um, and I was having a conversation with, with Austin Armstrong after, after practice, um, in the week following that. And, you know, he, he, he said, and I thought it was striking because it would have been very easy for him to say, you know, we're doing our job here, right? Because it's true. They are doing their job. But what he said was, hey, you know, we need to be better in sudden change situations. We need to be better when when our offense gives the football away. Um, and if you look at when that happened in this game, right, um, I'm pulling it up right now. First interception, Texas State turned it over on down. Second interception, Texas State turned it over on down. Uh, the fumble in the fourth quarter, Texas State ran three plays, got three yards, and punted. So they addressed that problem, um, and I think that says a lot about the defense and, and a lot about uh, Austin Armstrong, yeah. too. I go back to the 12 tackles for loss and negative six yards rushing. That is nasty, nasty bunch stuff. And you can't project, you can't expect that every game but that is the answer to the turnover problem that's exciting yeah playing great defense and i know a lot of people get bored you know with with defensive struggles but i love a good defensive game man nothing's more exciting than watching them play defense like that it just brought back so many memories you there you know what i'm talking about and then when you come up with the big big pass play it's exciting you know where if you're a kansas city chiefs fan every play is a 60 yard pass play all right, we're going to continue our conversation with David Eckert on the other side. Huge game coming up Thursday night. They're going to be a lot of fun. Did want to extend our sympathies, too, to the Internet Warriors that had written the team off uh, with about five minutes left of the game. And remember, those Cajuns coming up, they ain't played the Eagles yet, baby. Yeah, this will be nasty fun come Thursday night when the Raging Cajuns come to town. More with David Eckert from Hattiesburg, America. Still to come, Lee Roberts on the show tomorrow. Quentin Bivens, Cole Cavallo, Will Hall. We're going to cover football like nowhere else. Stay with us.
Southern Miss to the top. Campus Bookmart sponsors this segment of the Eagle Hour each and every day. My wife and I were in Campus Bookmart Saturday, had a wonderful, great visit with Miss Kathleen, and uh, she tells us that so many people come in there and tell her things that we've said about her on the air. Uh, she's just absolutely delightful. And, uh, well, she's sick. I mean, no, that's that's actually her last name. So that's not what. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh, she works so hard and does such a good job down there. So uh, buy all your apparel, please, from uh, Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street or CampusBookmart.net. You can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast, and many people do. You can hear it every day on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Still to come on the show, Lee Roberts will be joining us uh, later, but we want to continue our conversation right now. Hattiesburg American sports writer David Eckert. All right, David, I know you're new to the area. You're doing a great job covering uh, Southern Miss sports. I'm just going to give you a little preview of Thursday night. It will be nasty, and it will be physical, and uh, Louisiana Lafayette will come in here and not back off an inch from anything. Yeah, it sounds it, – that's – it sounds like that's what we're going to get, and I'm excited for it, man. Those are those are the best football games, right? Little little national TV action too. Um, can't really ask for much more. It'll be fun. No, Louisiana kind of disappointing, but but they've bounced back a yeah. little bit here in the last couple of weeks. So, what do you expect out of them? Yeah, um, you know, if you look at the difference in the last couple of weeks, it's they've gotten their quarterback going right. Ben, ben Wildridge, um, stat line against Arkansas State, 21 of 34 for 316 and five touchdowns, no picks. He was really good against Marshall um, in their in their win over them uh, the previous week as well. Um, so, hey, that's a hot quarterback that's coming in here. Um, you know, and, and it'll be a really entertaining, I think, matchup between him and you know, for, for my money, maybe the best defense in, in, in the Sun Belt, if not one of the best um, in, in Southern Miss. That, I think, is is going to be the, the, the dynamic that decides the game, I think. We've got a lot of sound from uh, Coach Hall that we're going to put on the show tomorrow. One of the things that, that we recorded him saying today was how important it is for fans to turn out Thursday night. So, uh, Nathan, you got the vibe there of the student body on campus. It's a Thursday night game. No school on Thursday. Golden Eagles now, you know, winning, winning. Uh, what do you expect from the student body? I'm expecting a turnout. You know, there's no excuse for this one on Thursday night. No classes. You know, that, that, that was one of the reasons why they wanted us to come out. I, I, I expect a big turnout for at least the, the students. You know, I get Thursday night might not be the best for every Southern Miss fan, but uh, student-wise, I'm expecting it to be the biggest turnout by the students. You know, that's so important. I, I do remember I, go, I keep going back to the Jeff Bauer days, but the student body was uh, – so supportive of the mm. football team, and it adds such a spirit. Mm. The student section being full, right next to the pride, adds enormous spirit to the game. Yep, I I I, I cannot agree anymore. You know. For me, you know, when I was playing sports when I was younger, it was always so motivational just to hear the people behind you. I know it was youth ball for me, but for these kids that are playing for something bigger than themselves, you know, just that support is big time. And I'll tell you why I think it's significant that the students got the day off is because normally in a real world, and David can comment on this, his perspective, but 
In other times, there are the segments of the university, there's the athletic community, and there's the academic community, mm-hmm. and they have constantly seemingly been butting heads over the years. Here's a situation where the academic part of the school said, this is so important that the kids show up for this game that we're going to give them the day off. I mean, I think maybe the olive branch, if there ever was a problem between those two segments, I'm not saying there are, but I'm saying there have been times in the past where athletics athletics and academia have butted heads. It's significant that they got the day off. Any thoughts on that, David? Yeah, you know, I'm not sure, I guess, whether that dynamic exists or not. You guys would know that better than me. I would say that I think there's logistical elements that that led to that as well, like, um, you know, just traffic, parking, that kind of thing um, that that led to that cancellation of school, um, along with the things that you're mentioning. But, you know, I had a a conversation this afternoon with with Jeremy McClain, the the athletic director, about, um, you know, I guess what this – means right because this is a very tangible opportunity for southern miss um to shape its national um reputation its its view in the national spotlight in a way that it hasn't really had recently i think this is the first time since 2016 they're going to be on a linear espn network so um it's really important it's it's important to the university. It's important to Hattiesburg. It's important to Southern Miss athletics and it's important to Southern Miss football. So, you know, they, they recognize that. Um, I think that's why you're seeing a lot of the, uh, uh, the promotions, you know, I think they're giving staff a thousand free tickets. Uh, there is a bunch of really cheap discounted tickets. They're doing a will hall lookalike contest for the students. Like, they they recognize what they have in front of them, and, and they're going to look to maximize it. Um, so, yeah, really, really big, more than just winning a football game, this is going to be a big night for Southern Miss. Well, that's yeah. a great point. National TV, it's been a while since Southern Miss has been on national TV, and Southern Miss has such a great national reputation for many, many years. You're right, David, this could be a huge step back in that direction. Now I got I tried to get it out of Quentin uh, Bivens earlier today that you're only two bowl you're only two games away from bowl eligibility and he smiled and that gave me that we we're, we can only talk about the next game up but truthfully a win a win Thursday night puts this is hard to believe I'm saying this but a win Thursday night puts Southern Miss in a real bowl picture yeah no doubt about it. No doubt about it. You know, it's it's almost unfortunate that that Troy game came when it did, um, because I think right Troy's four and one. Southern Miss has lost the head to head there. It's it's difficult to see them, I guess, surpassing them with with those two factors. But had that not happened yet, you know, you might be thinking about something else as well. But yeah, real real strong position um, right now. You know, I think three of their five uh, remaining games are at home. All three of them are, in my opinion, winnable. Um, Louisiana Monroe on the road to close the season, winnable. Um, I'm still skeptical about that Coastal Carolina game. I think we've talked about that. But, yeah, they, they can they can get to six or, in my opinion, surpass six. No question. Very, yeah. very much on the table here. And, Bob, you were talking about how important this game is. What does it tell all of you? that Will Hall has closed practices for the next couple of days, which is, you know, kind of uncharacteristic. I think I think they think that this is really big, yeah? 
I think that's right. I mean, uh, media availability was today. Of course, I do realize it, it is a short week. Uh, but uh, did you get the sense out there too, David, today that uh, Coach Hall wants to be amenable to the media? And he really is. He's just mm-hmm. fantastic to deal with. Uh, but he really wants to get focused after today on getting ready for this game Thursday night. Yeah, I, I think there's an element of, like, there's only so many hours between now and then, right? I mean, these guys grind. And I, I don't I don't necessarily know that the average fan realizes how much they grind, right? They're up, you know, studying film at 9, 10 o'clock. Uh, maybe not. I don't know if Coach Hall does this. I know some of the coordinators do this. Um, so, right, and, and they've got to fit all of that into a window that is now two days smaller than what was already a very chaotic window. So right. um, there's an element, I think, of maybe just wanting to cut out the fat a little bit. Right. Uh, last question for you uh, this week. Uh, you're out there at practice uh, pretty frequently, and I, I see you out there. I saw you there today. Another thing I don't maybe think the public fully appreciates, and, and it's no fault of their own. They're out working and, and, and doing what they need to do. It's how hard these kids work, how hard they practice, and how hard they are they're they're preparing themselves and doing everything they can to win. Are they not? Yeah, no doubt about it, guys. I mean, you know, I, especially on Tuesdays, typically, and they're not doing it this week because of the the reasons that I've already described. But like, just the the, the way that they practice, um, you know, it, it, they care. It's not. Like, I think there's a temptation, especially now that there's, like, money involved for these kids. Maybe not at Southern Miss, but in, in college college athletics in general. Like, there is a temptation to, I guess, bring in some ulterior motives and say that those are the only things that matter to these kids, and that couldn't be further from the truth. So, um, you know, they, they want this just as much, if not more, as, as you do sitting in your living room or sitting at the rock. So, no question. Um, definitely, definitely a big one for them as well. All right, my friend, we always appreciate your input on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We look forward to having you back on Monday, and undoubtedly uh, we'll be seeing you on the practice field and at the game Thursday night. Thanks for having me on, guys. Fun as always. All right, David Eckert, everybody. Hattiesburg American, so refreshing to have a reporter mm. at the Hattiesburg American really interested in Southern Miss. And oh, yeah, and I, I, I can attest for him. I'll see him every game, and, man, he is always engaged and just proud to be able to cover this team, you know. The Will Hall Lookalike Contest coming up this weekend. That's now, right. Now, I understand there's an, there's another side contest of uh, there's an Alabama football player lookalike contest, but none of the women want to be around for fear they'll get slapped. So, <laughs> so right, stay away from that situation, that's ladies. about right. All right. When we come back, Lee Roberts, uh, color analyst for the Radio Network, joins us. Hang on. Welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us. And I want to thank David Eckert for the Hattiesburg American uh, for his input. Fourth Street Bar Grill sponsors this segment of the show. It's a great place to have lunch, as you well know. 
Five days a week, just $9.95. It's a great place to enjoy the next big Southern Miss game. It'll be on the TV, guaranteed. Four Street Bar Grill right in the shadow of the rock. Lee Roberts is the color analyst uh, for the Golden Eagle Radio Network, as you know, and a great quarterback in Southern Miss history. And, uh, Lee, uh, this is a lot more fun than the last few years have been. No, absolutely. I mean, anytime you can win games and, you know, win them in a dramatic fashion, uh, it definitely does uh, make the season that much better. So, yeah, we'll take uh, we'll take all the wins we can get indeed. Yeah, I, I don't know about you, but I was never worried. How about you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, no never, uh, never at all. So here's the funny thing. So I'm talking to Coach Armstrong, you know, once we got back to Hattiesburg, we're waiting on our luggage to, uh, right outside the plane. And he said, Lee, I'll be honest with you, I thought Malik, I thought he picked that ball. He said, my angle, I thought he picked it. He said, Dan O'Brien and I both thought he did, and, uh, you know, obviously not. But, you know, Malik's made some some great plays. Um, but, man, just uh, the way – the way that kind of ended uh, up, that was unbelievable. All right, look, yeah, we, we want to we stay upbeat. Obviously, there's a lot to be upbeat about, but you you know a lot about the quarterback position, and we still do continue uh, to struggle with too many turnovers at that position. <laughs> what is the cure for that, Lee? You know, I mean, obviously, we've seen what, you know, what Zach's been able to do. I mean, he's talented. He's young. Um, you know, he kind of started the year, obviously, just going out and playing, and you know that that last play of the game, he just he just went out and played what the way he remembered to play the game of football. Um, you know, as as schools start to you know see more and more of him on film, you know they're going to start to have some some coverages where the there are the skies this or they're trying to make it a lot more difficult for the young quarterback. And yeah, so every every school is going to do that. They're going to play part in that, and you know he just has to learn to. You know, take what the defense gives you. If don't force a throw. You know, protect the ball when you when you have it in your hands. And you know, obviously that last turnover just mishandled the snap. I think that was kind of the final straw. Coach Hall just right. said, "Hey, we gotta we gotta just make a change. Put put Jake in." But I mean, as far as him forcing some throws, I mean, he's an athlete. I mean, we've seen some of the greatest quarterbacks try to force throws. They have strong arms, but uh, he just he just needs to relax, settle down, and and hopefully now back to back wins he can do that. Is this an? Is this if this is an incorrect observation? You tell me, but and I think this is part of being young. It does appear sometimes that he's going to go to the receiver that is the first option of that play, irregardless of how well recovered the receiver is. Instead of having the patience to look there and say that's covered, I'm going to go to my second, third, and fourth reads. Is that a fair observation? And if it is, is that just something that comes with time at the position? I mean, it it is going to come with time. I mean, obviously, what you want is a a quarterback now, and this will be his sixth week or seventh week actually now um, coming up. But I mean, you want him to be comfortable. You want him to be able to sit in the pocket. But if you remember back at Troy, I mean, he took a lot of shots at Troy, Arkansas State. He was a little happy in the pocket, even you know last Saturday at Texas State, a little happy in the pocket, and so. So what you do as a quarterback, I mean, you kind of revert to, hey, I'm trying to look at that first guy. If he's there, I'm trying to get it to him. And if it's close, I'm trying to get it to him. But, you know, he, he's got to be able to get through his progressions. I mean, that's that's what it is. I mean, it starts with the RPO. Um, I know Coach Hall said last week that, you know, he was super uh, down on Zach one time because he handed the football off. He thought he had a post route wide open. So there's a lot going through this young man's head. And, 
you know, and, and it's even different than I played. I mean, there was not the, the real RPO system that they're playing right now when I did. I mean, I was, I was more of a drop back guy and, and just totally reading the, uh, the coverage, but he's reading a lot of different things, but yeah, so I think he does. I mean, one, he's feeling a lot of pressure on the pocket. He's, he's been hit a decent amount. Um, and just trying to get it out of his hand as much as he can. But I think we saw Saturday, even early, you know, he tucked it and ran a little bit more so than he had in the past. And, and that's what, that's what he's going to do as well. I mean, he's a guy that can move with the football and I mean, not a Takis indeed, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think one thing for sure he does need to kind of go through his progressions and make sure he's making the right reads. I think in that, that winning drive, the last minute or so, it was almost like he closed his eyes and saw Obi-Wan Kenobi saying, <laughs> Zach, trust your feelings. You know, rely on the force. And it's almost like, okay, let's just, what do we got to lose at this point? Right? And that's the way it kind of looked to me. But Lee, some, uh, one part of this football team that really has been overlooked as far as getting the publicity, I think it deserves, and Bob Getty mentioned this earlier off the air, is special teams. And I don't think, I don't think anybody can really give enough credit to Mason Hunt's play at the punter position. If he gets sacked back there, who knows how this game ends up. What a play by Mason Hunt. Man, I'm I'm glad you brought it up because I, I actually said it on air on Saturday as well. I mean, at at that point, I felt like he was the the hero of the game because, you know, he 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 gets he gets the ball and has to come out of the pocket or from 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 the punt formation. And if he does, if he takes that right there, I mean, that could that could be a huge turn of events. Instead, and not even did he run with the football, but knew where the line of scrimmage was, able to stop, get the punt off. And if I believe uh, to if 50 my yards. serves correctly, yeah, 53. over 50 yard punt. Longest yeah. time of the day. You're right, and and then another one, you know, where he it was a kind of a bad snap as well. He had to get it, and you know, and this is after being blocked early in the game as well. So yeah, Mason Hunt, man. I mean, you can't give that guy enough credit. I mean, what a what a fine young man, and just great awareness on the field. Is there any doubt, Lee, that he's better than than Lee than uh, than Luke Johnson ever was? <laughs> You know, since, since Luke can't defend himself, I mean, he's out of, you know, he, he's not here with us today, but I, I don't know, man. I hate to say that to Luke, but hey, let's just say Mason Hunt is who we have at the position right now, right. and he's the guy that we need, we need at that position. I, I'm just glad Luke wasn't here because all, all we would have heard, you see, the punter's the most important player on the team. You see that, don't you? Right. Punters are people, too. What, Lee, what do you make uh, out of the fact that Coach Hall is closing practice tomorrow on Wednesday? Uh, that's that's new news to me. I guess I didn't I didn't realize that it was a, a closed practice. You know, and he's been a coach that has has really been open. Oh yeah. Um, you know, since he's been here, so I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm surprised. It's a short week. You know, obviously, you know, there's a lot that they have to get done. I saw his you know post practice interview today. I mean, they were able to get a lot of stuff done prior to today's practice as far as game planning goes. Or, you know. So I'm not I'm not surprised, but um, I did not know that he had closed practice. The next well, well, and let but, me say so that we're you know I don't want to be inaccurate about this. There is no media availability. Okay. The rest of the week now does that mean you can't go watch practice? I'm not 100 percent sure about that, but he was very available today. He's as available as he is as available to the news media as much as any football coach I have ever seen, Luke. No, he is, and I mean, he's very open, and, and I'll be honest, 
I mean, not even just to, to the media, but just kind of, you know, what he says. I mean, he, he never tries to hold anything back. If somebody's hurt or out, he's not afraid to say it. I mean, uh, he's very confident in his team and, you know, what their plan is going forward. But, but no, I agree. He is a very open coach. I mean, a very approachable coach. And, you know, he loves to interact with the media, loves to interact with fans and obviously his, his players. But no just a, a great guy all around indeed. All right, big big setting uh, Thursday night. National TV, a chance, as uh, our first guest said, a, a chance for Southern Miss to, to kind of reestablish its image nationally. Kind of put in perspective how big a game this is, Lee. You know, it's it's big because it's the next conference game on the schedule. It's big because we're riding a two-game winning streak. And it's big for the reasons you just said, because it is on national TV. You know, a Thursday night, a short week, you know, there's distractions, but you know what? Hopefully we'll have a lot of black and gold in the stands um, cheering on this team because cause they are. I mean, they are moving in the right direction and a lot of great things going. So it it's a big stage. It's a big stage. Hopefully the kids don't feel it as being such a big stage. Right. Hopefully it's more a, a big stage as far as, you know, people being able to see what the Golden Eagles can do on national TV. All right, they ran the ball for 160-plus yards this weekend. They have a stifling defense. Uh, clean up the turnovers, and this team is really going to be hard to beat. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree. I mean, we're doing a lot of great things. Um, you know, we, we are. We're, we're we're moving the line of scrimmage. I know Coach Hall said last week after Arkansas State we dominated the line of scrimmage. I felt like Saturday we we did as well. I mean, this is a good team coming in here, though. I mean, Louisiana is a great team, but um, you know, we clean up the turnovers as you said, and and there's a lot of great things. Defense is keeping us in the game giving up very few points and you know so we're not having to score a ton but right. uh, at, at some point you're going to see the defense bend a little as you did on Saturday that last play um, you know the big long touchdown but it's a team game offense came back and did what they needed to so it's uh, a lot of fun things happening. Hey Lee, Lee how has the continued improvement of Janari Dean helped Frank Gore Jr. real quick real quick you know, I think it's I think it's huge. It takes a, a big load off Frank. Obviously, the face of the offense is you know Jason Brownlee and Frank Gore, but being able to establish that running game, getting Janari Dean some extra carries. This guy's talented. You know, we've known that from the get go, and so I'd love to see I'd love to see him get more touches week in week week out, and I think you'll continue to see that as well. All right, Lee, we love having you on the Eagle Hour, man. Look forward to having you next week. All right, appreciate you guys. Lee Roberts, everybody, color analyst, great quarterback for Southern Miss football. We'll be right back, wrap up the Monday edition. Don't go anywhere. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, I want to thank D1D Bath for sponsoring this segment of the show. It is a great place to take your children for baseball and softball training, state-of-the-art facilities, batting cages, indoor training facility, expert uh, coaches. D1D Bath Hardy Street. Now, Thursday afternoon, we will be broadcasting uh, from Southern Bank Court in uh, Midtown. Uh, happy to be down there with those guys. And we're going to be just a few steps away from Mo Bay Beignet. Mm. So I think we should get there early, go down, 
you and I, Nathan, maybe order us two or yeah. three beignets. Kelly a gets stop. a dozen. And uh, we take a pit stop at Mobay Beignet. Yeah, well, you guys better order yours before I order mine because <laughs> yeah. they, they have a way of running out of a... They order them when you... They cook them when you order them. They're delicious. They mm. smother them, smother them in uh, white powdered sugar. Mm. Go Get on. that and a, and a hot latte. Kelly's getting excited over here. Man, <laughs> look at that stuff. Beignet, Hardy Street. D1D Bat, we appreciate them and look forward to being with our friends at Southern Bank Corps in Midtown this Thursday. And that'll be, of course, the day of the big game. All right. We also love talking NFL football around here. Nathan, I'm going to start with you. We, we had this discussion before we went on the air. It's kind of shocking mm. when you look at teams like the Rams, the Bucks, the Packers. Yeah. The Packers. Weird. Uh, uh, other teams that traditionally we're so used to hearing them kind of rule the roost, and, and they're three and four, two and five. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, it's, I, I, all I say is the changing of the guard. Honestly, it's just these new teams are becoming the better teams, and the old old good teams are becoming the bad teams. It's so weird. Even my Saints. I mean, I didn't expect us to be a Super Bowl team this year, but I didn't think we'd be two and five. Well, really, like you're... last night, you watched the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. It's a shadow of the oh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it, the Saints are only a game out of first. That's the crazy part. We don't <laughs> deserve to be only a game out of first. That's wild to me. Yeah. So what do you make of that, Kelly? The New York Jets, the New York Giants. How about the Giants. New York football Giants? The buddy. Denver Broncos are another team that stinks. They're yep. terrible. Mm-hmm. The Bears are bad. The Minnesota Vikings are good. <laughs> are quietly under the radar. They might be one of the best teams in the NFC. Well, but they look right now to be a lock for winning their division. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for Packers sure. Packers are terrible. Yeah. And, of course, the NFC least now apparently one of the stronger divisions. <laughs> well, so. you got the Philadelphia Eagles, the New York Giants, and the <laughs> right. Dallas Cowboys. There's not an easy out there. And your Commodores. Well, the Commodores <laughs> are an easy out, but not the uh, – not the. and here's a, here's a surprise team. I think everybody thought Seattle would fall on its face when Russell Wilson left. Geno Smith's a guy. Seattle is playing good football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had a big win against uh, uh, the L.A. Chargers mm-hmm. yesterday. The Southern Miss volleyball team, Bob, swept Arkansas State this weekend. They won on Friday night three to one, and then on Saturday shot them out three to zero. They will face uh, Georgia State this coming weekend in Hattiesburg. The Lady Eagle volleyball team now fourteen and eight overall, six and four in conference play. Not such good news for the Lady Eagle soccer team. They were they drew to a two two tie yesterday against Arkansas State. That's the third tie that they have had uh, this season. They will next take on the Lady Cajuns at 2 o'clock this coming Friday, or Thursday, actually, same day as the big game. They're 1-5-3 in conference play. The men's golf team will uh, travel to the Bahamas this weekend. Not a bad place. Poor guys. Yeah. They'll be taking on VCU. terrible. I want to cover that one. The women will play at the Louisiana Fall Invitational in Lafayette this coming Saturday and Sunday. Conference USA News, the University of Charlotte has fired its head football coach, Will Healy, after starting 1-7 and seven this year. He has not had a winning year yet in Charlotte. So Charlotte is another school now that is looking for a head football coach. So we'll see how, how that comes out. And in the Masseys, the Massey ratings this week, the Golden Eagles, by virtue of that win over Texas State, have moved up eight spots to 88th overall. But now here's something that the Eagle fans are going to take take exception with. According to the Masseys, the Eagles are only going to win one of their remaining games. I don't buy that. I don't see that one. I don't buy that. And remember, this is just for entertainment, not for any other thing. Just So please, uh, any, no wagering. Any, any big surprises in the league, Nathan, uh, this week? 
Oh, this week? Oh, I think things kind of went. Kind of went as planned. Georgia Southern got a win. I expected them to beat uh, a hot um, Old Dominion. Um, no, nah, nothing off the top of I my don't head. Think anything major? Oh, Marshall, Marshall beat James Madison. That's right. Yep. Well, they're kind of they're kind of coming back down to earth. They are. They People are. are figuring them out. Mm-hmm. And and again, if you can't play for the title. I mean, you well, know, now they don't have to worry about it. No, apparently not. <laughs> but yeah. but Old Dominion yeah. had a chance to step up and, and show everybody that they're That's not true. a fluke, but they lost. They so lost. Yeah. Uh, everything everything on that side, other than Coastal kinda... and Troy on the west side, has its destiny in its own hands. It's kind of evening of out a little bit. Everybody's kind of there's no super uh, overpowering uh, teams anymore. And because of the head to head situation, the Eagles would have to get Troy to lose two games. Yep. Uh, on that side of the ledger, and the Eagles have to run the table. I want to just encourage everybody that's listening to please buy a ticket and mm-hmm. go to the football game. Yes, I tell you what, if if you and this is understandable, if you're not in a position to buy tickets, call us. We'll give you tickets. We, we want people in the stands. Mm-hmm. We have tickets, and we're happy to give tickets to Thursday night's game to anybody who by misfortune or, or powers beyond their control just doesn't feel like they can afford to take their family that's perfectly understandable we're happy to accommodate you we want the stands full yeah and david eckert was talking about how the university's even giving faculty and staff yeah. some extra tickets they want to fill up the rock for this and game. there will be there will be tickets at campus bookmark mm. that kathleen will be giving away on our behalf we want to do what we can to fill the stands thursday night at the rock all right, super intern, you'll be there, right? I will be there covering the game. All right, that's Kelly. Uh, well, I'll, I'll be around. Let's, let's, <laughs> now, I've got a Pearl River responsibility Thursday night, so unfortunately okay. I can't be there. Well, Nathan and I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. well. All right. Until tomorrow, great show tomorrow. Quentin Bivens, Cole Kavala, Will Hall. Until then, Southern Miss to, to the, the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.